You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number one. Today, I'm going to tell you who I am, why exactly I started this podcast, and how you can get the most out of all of these episodes. Stay tuned. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the industry. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, everyone? My name is Thomas Jordan. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of my brand new podcast. This is one of those things where it's these projects where it's kind of been like on the shelf of things to do. And it's so weird because I've wanted to do this for so long and I've just been putting, and this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about doing interviews and more longer form content, but it's like I did everything to run away from it, but that is not the case anymore. So I'm going to tell you exactly once again who I am and why I'm doing this and how exactly you can get some value. So a little bit about me. Uh, I've been, as of recording this episode, I've been the broadcast news industry for about 10 years now. I started my first broadcast news job in Grand Junction, Colorado, market 185. I think it's 186 now. But yeah, I drove across the country and started my news career as a weatherman and a MMJ, which if you don't know what that is, it is a multimedia journalist. And while I was there, it was the toughest. It was like one of the best, worst experiences of my career. Like everything I had learned in broadcasting school went straight out the window. I mean, when you have deadlines, like actual deadlines and bosses breathing down your neck and the news starts without you. So if you're not done, you're done. It's just not a good thing. I mean, it's like I knew how to edit and that went out the window. Like it just broke me. It was one of those things where I was there for a year. And one of the only reasons I got into news was because I wanted to get into entertainment news. And when I did research, all these news, these entertainment news people have broadcast news backgrounds. So this is what I thought I had to do. Like I said, the hardest year of my life broke me down. I mean, I was, there was one time where I was working around the clock. I mean, there was three weather guys. The main guy was out. The morning guy was on his way out. And then I was the only one. So I was literally working around the clock for like an entire week, which is super illegal, but whatever. But yeah, and then I got some time off and then I got into a huge argument with my news director and they basically took my time off away and I literally just like broke down. It was just one of those, I cried. It was like awful. It was just, I I didn't know what I was doing. Like it was just, but the point of this is, is, you know, that was, I think in the first like three or four months of me working there. And then, yeah. So after that, I was working around the clock all the time for like, I think around the seven, eighth month mark happened where, uh, what happened was the click as I call it, where everything just seemed to lock into place. And yeah, everything just went from there. Like my weather hits got better. My live shots got better. My editing, shooting was just on point. I learned all about 
audio, video, edit, like everything. Presenting, it was great. Live TV was my jam. Teleprompter, eh, not so much. I'm kind of a live guy. But uh, yeah, so after that year of training, uh, I went to my second market in Eugene, Oregon. Um, the station was right by U of O, University of Oregon, and that was really cool. Uh, the Pacific Northwest was very nice. You got to see all the seasons and all that cool stuff. But my God, did it rain like a son of a gun. Like it did not stop raining. And when you're trying to report out in like annoying rain, as I call it, you've got to like wrap your camera in this like rain jacket and nine times out of ten it was in the shot and you had to like crop it out is just a huge pain in the butt but yeah so I spent about a year there and then I got my next job when I was in Oregon I did I was doing the same thing weather and reporting but when I went to Michigan after that I wasn't there for an entire year I was there for about six months and it was the coldest place on earth let me tell you traverse city michigan is the coldest place on oh my god it was so cold but i was there as an anchor and a producer i didn't have to report i didn't have to do weather but I mean, I did have to do it later, but that's that's another story for a different time. But I did a little bit of stint in Traverse City, Michigan. And when I was there, I just remember getting to work around one in the morning and it was negative 21 degrees and I get out of my car. It's dark. There are snowflakes that are the size of my fist falling and snow drifts were about 25 to 30 feet high, I believe. And I just remember looking at the station going, there is no way I'm going to be here for three years. It was a three-year contract. I was like, there's no way. And I was right. I lasted about six or seven months. I was like, this is not it. So I quit and made my way to Las Vegas and stayed with a couple of news friends of mine until I got everything figured out. And that was my sign that I needed to go to Los Angeles, California and to be the next Seacrest. That is and was the dream. So finally, long story short, I got a little mini PR gig and a valet gig in Los Angeles. So I moved to LA and I was there for about five years. And it was interesting because I've always, you know, you get connected and you meet other hosts and reporters and things like that. And it was so weird because when I got there, all the other hosts, all like this is maybe an LA thing, but everybody just just wanted to be a face. Everyone wanted to do what I wanted to. Everyone wanted to be the host. Everyone wanted to be, you know, the next Seacrest or the next Ellen DeGeneres or the Joe Rogans or just somebody. Everyone wanted to just interview celebrities on the red carpet, which is a lot of fun. But that's all they wanted to do. They didn't want to do any shooting, writing, editing, video, producing. Like they just didn't. And this is just my opinion. This is my experience. This is what I experience. And the people that were coaching was just a little, I don't know, after being in the industry for a little bit, I was like, what is going on here? But we'll get into that here in just a second. So um, I was there for about a year. And after that first year, I had gotten, I was like trying to get these red carpet jobs. And I was like, what's going on? I've got all this experience. Why isn't anything happening? And then one of my buddies, Phil, 
Phil Stafford out of Denver, Colorado, who was my good buddy in Grand Junction, Colorado. We were talking. He was asking, oh, man, how's L.A., blah, blah, blah. Out of the four, I think we were friends at four years at that point. Out of the four years I've known this kid, he's never mentioned this. And then one day we were on the phone and he goes, oh, man, are you still in L.A.? I was like, yeah, man. He was like, oh, yeah. uh, Didn't I tell you I worked in the entertainment division at Fox? And I was just paused. And I was like, bro, I've known you for four years and you have never once, not once told me <laughs> that you worked in an entertainment division. And anyway, he put me in contact with the people there and it worked out. I was a freelance entertainment reporter now in Los Angeles, got my dream gig. It was great. Just the only thing that wasn't great is like they find like, that's the thing with like quote unquote cool jobs is like there's always somebody there to like not make your job so cool like unfortunately I wasn't on camera and like there was stuff where you know they would call me last minute or you know you don't get paid for three to nine months and it's just like it was frustrating but you know what you do what you have to do because that's your dream job i interviewed just about every a-list celebrity that existed i met a ton of people networked and it was great like everything was great but then just like something was missing like just for the longest time in la just it was just something was missing and like I don't know if I was, I still, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. It was just like, it just wasn't like, don't get me wrong. It was fun to do it, but it just wasn't really fun anymore. Like I started to realize that, you know, if you want certain jobs, like there's just so many things that are in your way. Like, especially in Los Angeles, do you have the right agent? Do you even have an agent? Do you have the right manager? Do they have the right... Do they have the right connections? And then if you get in the door, then you've got an audition, then you've got to do callbacks, then you like, it just doesn't stop. There's just so many hurdles and, you know, first world problems over here. But it's just like, as I kept going down the rabbit hole of like, how am I going to get to E! News or Access Hollywood? No matter what, had I gotten there, I would have had somebody telling me what to do. So as a reporter, you answer to a producer and it's like, you want to ask your own questions, but the producer has to make a story. And it's like, you don't, you just, there's no creative freedom. I mean, there is, but there isn't. But once you get to a national network, they're going to pay you a lot of money and they are going to tell you exactly what to do, what to say and how to say it. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't like being told what to do. And it's just, I don't like, I like to just do my own thing. I know what to do and how to do it. But you know what? When you're at a network level, it's their rules, their game, they're signing your checks. And I just, I just like, I don't, I didn't like not being in control. And I wanted to take back control of my career, which I kind of mentioned earlier when, when I was doing training here, like I did enough news to where I didn't feel like I needed training, but you know, I was trying to be humble. I was like, well, let's check out these hosting classes in LA. And the first class I took was like an intro to television, but it was, it was a great, it was a great class, great people. But then, and the lady running it was a casting director for E and she was super nice super helpful that like I enjoyed her class but then there's like a handful of other people teaching 
like hosting and reporting. And I complained about it for years to people. And then one day, one of my online business mentors was like, Hey man, like, I think you're great at what you do and I respect you, but like with all due respect, like you complain a lot about this. He's like, why don't you, if you complain about this much, why don't you teach it? And I just sat there. I was like, Oh, okay. I think I can do that. So when that happened, there was like one of those little light bulb moments as I started taking on clients, uh, showing them how to shoot, write, and edit. Basically be your own MMJ, one man band, whatever you want to call it. Because there was just a huge gap. Like there's all these classes to be on camera and like how to read a teleprompter and like how to improv. And I'm just like, yeah. But like, what about shooting, writing and editing your own content? Because if you're working for a third party, like a third party company, you have to chase down these photogs. You got to chase down for footage. And so a lot of the times you don't get the footage. So it's like, why aren't they teaching this? And it just drove me insane. So I started taking on clients and uh, it was a lot more rewarding teaching other people how to do this and like having them learn or yes, they see the mistakes that I've made and they didn't learn them. So it just, it kind of, this kind of is geared more towards why I even started this podcast. Like, you know, that question where, you know, what do you want to do? What the right, like if money wasn't an issue, what would you do? And my answer was always like, I just want to interview people all day. That's all I want to do. Like I could seriously sit across from no matter who was in the entertainment industry. I just wanted to talk to them. That's why I loved red carpets. Like a lot of people loved it for the gram. It was for the gram. Not me. I loved it because my talent, I was never an actor. I was never a musician. I was never a model. I never fell into those categories, but I am one of the most curious people. Like I love to know how things work and why they work, how people think and why they think them. So I have a huge, huge passion for interviews. And like, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure there's a number of reasons why it's almost like a scared, excited feeling to get this podcast going. Like I just want to do interviews and that's what you're going to hear on this podcast is because I, since I have a passion for interviews, passions for the entertainment industry, that's who I want to talk to. I want to talk to people on camera, behind the camera, people that make the industry go around. Like that's just what I want to do. And you know, it's not all celebrities all the time. It's like, you know, even just starting, it's hard to even get those type of people, but I want to hear from the horse's mouth what's going on. Cause there's, you know, there's just so much information out there and I just want to talk to each and every person that I can, who's in the industry and give their version of the story. Cause chances are they've got way more experience than me. And I just, you know, I just want to, I want to hear from them because I just, even doing research on my own about the entertainment industry, there's, I feel like this gray area and I want to bridge that gap. Like you hear so many sides of so many stories and there's just that weird gap. And I just want to close that gap or just br or shed some light on it because I just want to hear from people and see if it's the same answer. So I want to talk to a lot of industry experts as well as the people that 
you know, that who are actually in the movie, like actors, musicians, models, like uh, grips, like people who just like the agents, the managers, the the studio executives, like all that stuff. I want to get it firsthand from them, their experience, how they, you know, hear their stories, let them tell their stories. And in turn, I also want to build community because I've interviewed a lot of people and what I've noticed, especially in the Los Angeles area, nobody really talks about it, but we all feel like we're in competitions with each other. We feel like this person's going to get this job over me. And like, we're all super selfish in our own way. Cause we just want to make it to the top, make all the money, become famous. Da, 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 da. Well, it's a lonely, lonely trip to the top. And I've talked to a lot of people and no matter what everybody feels, or excuse me, a lot of people I've spoken to feel like they're alone. And I want to build a community of people who are in the industry, no matter what part. So you don't feel alone because it is the worst feeling ever with that. No one cares that no one's looking at you like, and everybody's going through the same boat, especially if you're just starting off, or even if you've been in it for a very long time, we're all in the same boat. We're just in different sections. No matter what, if you're in the entertainment industry whatsoever, we are all in the same boat. No matter if you're on camera, behind the camera, if you're holding the camera, no matter what, in some way, shape or form, we are in the same boat, but just a different section. And I just want to bring everybody, I just want to shine some light on that, bring people together, provide as much value as possible. That is why I want to start this podcast. So that being said, once again, Thank you so much for listening. Like this, this is going to be a huge, huge passion project of mine. So I cannot say thank you enough. If you've made it to this point, it truly, truly means the world to me. And it would mean a lot to me if you subscribe to this podcast. You can leave a comment. You can leave five-star reviews. We're going to get this thing up here. But uh, the goal right now is to just start with one episode a week. Uh, I think I'm going to start it on Tuesdays, but that could change. We'll see. And yeah, so we're going to do one episode a week. And then eventually, this is just a super big goal. If I could, uh, if I had, or when it happens, I would love to do a hundred steps before I take one. So (laughs) there's that as well. But uh, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me via social media, uh, Thomas Jordan TV on all of uh, social media platforms. I'm pretty active on Instagram or just, you know, yeah, send me a message on there. Just send a comment. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. You guys have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles, interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. Now, I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. 
So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry, I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in On Camera Professionals, and I'll see you there.